I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Episode 92 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on Wednesday, December 11th, and my name is Dan Gorman, and here's Sylvester and Frank Stallone in Yo, Godot, I'm waiting here. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Uh, My name is Casey Lyons. Metaphors. I hate metaphors. That's why my favorite book is Moby Dick. No frou-frou symbolism. Just a good, simple tale about a man who hates an animal. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Greg LeGrow, and can I refill your eggnog for you and get you something to eat? Drive you out in the middle of nowhere and leave you for dead? (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Oh, man, we got so much to talk about today. We played film roulette. We're going to talk about Out of the Furnace and Bounty Hunter, right? Well, let's talk yeah, about yeah. let's talk about into the furnace before into we, the furnace. before we yeah. get out of the furnace. Yeah, uh, and then we're gonna roll for our movies next week. We'll play some serial swap cage match at the end of the episode, and so much more. Chicka-ga. Yeah, I don't know what that <laughs> sound was. <laughs> Why did that noise come out of your face? Know. Just had a sip of coffee. Woke me up. Chicka-ga. Chicka-ga. <laughs> Is that your coffee noise? <laughs> I know, like Mark Marin has pow. And you have, like, Chicka-ga. Chicka-ga. <laughs> Hey, Greg, how's your coffee? Chicka-ka! Oh, man, he loves it. <laughs> that must be a good cup. I can tell well, he's he never likes sounded it. so happy. That's a good brew. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, super right off the top, I just got one quick thing to say. I have picked the Video Vengeance date for uh, an event number two. Yeah. That's on January 5th mm-hmm. at Kitsch, and you can find that on Facebook.com slash Video Vengeance. And uh, the movie is... Eliminators. Yes, this yes. is very exciting. Which uh, I've been wanting to see this pooping. forever, like since you were a kid, maybe yeah, or pretty much. I remember the box, and then it just one of the, it went away. Yeah, age um, happened. Yeah, I figured there's no like I was thinking about theming it, and then I kind of figured, and you, Greg, kind of said, you know, just pick something that's if it's not right for the theme, like if the movies aren't fitting, then just yeah. pick something. And I thought. How am I ever going to follow up Invasion USA? Well, There's no way. Something with a mandroid. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I went the opposite, whereas Invasion USA is so over the top and violent and shit and just crazy. Uh, Eliminators is just, it's a PG film. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a... Is a, it PG? It's, it's PG. It's almost, it's like family-friendly-esque. Yeah, great. And uh, it just has cowboy. it has fucking, not cowboys, it has cavemen and martial arts and mandroids <laughs> yeah. and... Scientists. Time traveling and Roman em- Empire shit at the beginning. <laughs> It's just fucking crazy. Oh, it's man. like the kind of movie you watch and you're just like, if I was 10, 
I would love this movie so much. Yeah. Just I want to take it back in time and be like, Dan Gorman, watch this. Ten-year-old Dan Gorman, you will love it. Um, so come down to that. It'll be fun. Absolutely. I like that if you were to travel back in time and meet your the younger one self, thing I would do, you one would thing. go like, dude, Eliminators, right? <laughs> yeah. How do I talk to girls or get a job? Just watch this just, movie. Yeah. Just watch this movie. P.S. I still don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> it doesn't get better, Dan. It's just, it's just awkwardness forever. Just forever. <laughs> until Play this you... movie in a bar when you're a grown up. Yeah. <laughs> P.S. That's what you're going to be doing yeah. when you're a grown up. Also, don't forget to eat nachos <laughs> while you do. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be fun. Uh, that's exciting. What do you guys? You guys have anything to talk about? Um, I got a couple things. Not mm-hmm. that much. Oh, oh that much. Casey <laughs> mentioned. Uh, mentioned something you you saw a movie in theaters i did yeah big time mm. yeah my sister and i took my nephew to go see frozen right which uh is i don't know disney yeah sure it's disney yeah yeah um <laughs> and it's getting great reviews and everything and everyone's yeah, like oh, i this saw is that really... people were really kind of going like this is great yeah like like that like it's frozen. like another one of those pixar kind of yeah well, I read everybody like, fucking loves it yeah i read the reviews some of them ones that i saw said like oh like Better than anything Pixar's done in the last few years because they've kind of been putting out some not so greats. Yeah, sequels to Cars. And yeah, stuff, which Ugh. I didn't see, but I did see Cars, and I that movie sucked. Cars is terrible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Frozen is a boring movie <laughs> about a snowman yeah. and some ladies who are sisters. Are they snow ladies or people ladies? They're people ladies. People ladies. <laughs> They're people ladies. <laughs> They're what I like to call a people ladies. <laughs> if I was to go back in time, I'd tell young Dan Gorman how to talk to people ladies. You got to be popular with the people ladies. Listen, little Dan Gorman, stop with those snow ladies. Yeah. <laughs> there's this, this, this did, doesn't work out, I yeah. promise. Did you know there's people ladies walking around out there? <laughs> They're everywhere. Um... Uh, well, they're people, ladies, except for the one shoots uh, ice out of her hands, uh-huh. um, and they're princesses or something, right. and then Don't they have to go... tell little Dan Gorman that. It'll scare him. Uh, <laughs> he is a sensitive boy. I yeah, I was. Very He's much. a sensitive people boy. The people, ladies, will hurt you. Um... Uh, but yeah, I don't understand all the hype. It's it's cute, and uh, now I didn't know it was a musical, and that tends to bum me out. Um, yeah. And uh, and the music was very forgettable. Sure, it's an animated musical. Right. Uh, but surprisingly, uh, one of my least favorite actors of the time was the best thing about it. Uh, Josh Gad does the uh, voice of the uh, of the little snowman. And he's essentially kind of channeling or ripping off Jonah Hill. But uh, he does it comically enough. Sure. And the rest of it is so completely forgettable. That is all I can say about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I kids, don't understand. Uh, enjoy it. Um. Elliot, seem, uh, my uh, my nephew, seemed to uh, be sort of indifferent to it. Like, he kind of sat and watched it, but then afterwards, we were like, what was your favorite part? And he's like, I don't know, the snowman, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and he said it like that. He's three. It's like, snowman, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> he's so world-weary. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's, uh, uh, it's super boring and forgettable, and I don't understand. And it, like, surpassed... Um, Hunger Games. Hunger Games yeah. this yeah. week. It's doing the box well. office. Well, but I mean, it's, it's, it's winter. Just to take the kids, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right. And they, if they like it, you got to see it four times. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, you know. True. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I saw all the hype, and I'm interested. I, I feel like eventually I might give it a whirl on Netflix. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, don't I expect will. much at all. Like, it. there's, <laughs> uh, like, like it is a story. It's uh, we were talking about this before we started. Um, there, there's like a, a an element of kind of female empowerment, but it's not that. Like, it's not like this like heavy handed like oh women are just as good as as mm-hmm. men kind of thing. It it just that's just the fact you know yeah. like mm-hmm. it's just about women you know like doing it on their own kind of thing and there's a dude in there too because you have to have that prince kind of yeah aspect to those movies but it's really just about women accomplishing things and not making not making that the focal point which yeah. i kind of find refreshing totally um but so it doesn't, that, if your movie if you think the movie's boring it's just like you know you can't like praise if if your opinion of the movie was like it was boring and that's cool right. you know whatever yeah like the subject matter i guess was great but but the execution was really boring yeah that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you, what are you, Greg? Do you have anything? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't have a whole lot. I didn't see a bunch this week. I yeah. watched a bunch of TV. Is what happened. But I did. Watch, I, I rewatched uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. Okay, which I haven't seen in I don't know twenty years. Or yeah, something. and my God, what a good movie that is! Just unbelievable. Charles Bronson is just the fucking coolest guy, <laughs> <laughs> and Jason Robards is like just amazing in it. He's so charismatic and cool, and like. Most of us think of Jason Robards as an older guy, and this is when he Most just... of us think of Jason Robards <clears throat> in Magnolia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, like, Parenthood, you know? Right. Um, but, like, he was just so, so charming and awesome. He was just, he's a great uh, a great presence in the movie. And Henry Fonda is just the, one of the creepier villains I've seen, because he doesn't really look like a mean guy. He's, you know, he's Henry Fonda. He's sort of got yeah. a pleasantness about him, but yeah. when he plays this cold, cold motherfucker, it's just uh, really fantastic. If you haven't seen it in a long time or if you've never seen it, and Sergio Leone, Once Upon a Time in the West. It's nice. it it just fucking amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, what a hell of a movie. It just delighted me. It's long as shit, but never boring. Yeah. Never, mm-hmm. ever boring. Nice. Other than that, <laughs> I watched... like wa- Madong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I watched The Pilot, The Family Ties. Oh, yeah? It, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I did that, but I did. And I was delighted. Nice. <laughs> it was nice. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I watched the pilot to the original Battlestar Galactica. Oh, cool. Much better than I thought it would be. Yeah. It yeah. actually had the emotional tones to it that were pretty... I was like, oh, this isn't like as trashy as I remembered yeah. it, you know, or like I decided it was, at least for the pilot. That's yeah. it's Lauren Green, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and after having the bad taste in my mouth from the new Battlestar Galactica ending, mm. Uh, mm. you know, just seeing it like, oh, well, you know. I didn't watch anything stuff there. of the new one except for the three-hour, like, miniseries opening. Yeah. Yeah, and I th- liked that a lot, but I was like, I don't need to see this through for like a million seasons. No, yeah, I don't think I would have uh, seen it through. Like, I was watching it with somebody who was like super into it, mm. and and then I ended up getting quite into it. Mm. Although I fell off after like the third, second or third season. I can't well, that's then you're fine because yeah. because the end, like the the writing, I felt like went really downhill, and I don't think I knew what to do. They'd accidentally set up something like, holy fuck, yeah. what is it going to be? You know, And they're like, oh, we don't fucking know, I don't know. <laughs> but I felt like they stopped uh, taking, uh, making really strong choices and taking risks. Yeah. Like they had been previously where like they're, where they're making characters make tough choices mm-hmm. where you have to like let somebody die or actively kill someone that right. you don't want to. Like that, that kind of stuff happened a lot throughout the show and it was really bold mm-hmm. they made yeah, bold moves constantly and then they were like eh, we don't know mm, everyone be happy yeah. you know? <laughs> it was really just a bummer of an ending so you know I don't want to spoil anything you know, yeah, if you want yeah. to watch it go ahead but you're going to be disappointed <laughs> yeah. I promise you <laughs> 
but one Gre- through three, pretty good. Greg's gone into the future and can say to yeah. <laughs> say to you in the future, you will be disappointed. <laughs> Greg so, yeah. knows how you feel. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I got I got two movies to talk about. One I'll just kind of talk about super super quick. Uh, Alex brought over the DVD of a film called The Red Shoes. Uh, it's the it, Red Shoe Diaries. Yes, the Red Shoe Diaries. That <laughs> joke was made. I was like, "Yeah, Red Shoe." <laughs> of Diaries. course, it yeah, was. David Duchovny. No, yeah, um, David Duchovny, Zalman King. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a film from the '40s. It's about like a, a ballet dancer. Um, I mm. won't talk too much about it, but it was. It's definitely outside of what I would go and watch on my own time because I watch mostly shit. <laughs> uh, but um it w- was fucking brilliant it's two and a half hours long i wasn't bored it, it is mesmerizing fucking beautiful sets it's not it's not a musical but in the middle of the movie you see the titular play the, the red shoes like straight through kind of and it's there's no talking it's just like ballet um and it is trippy as fuck and the visuals are incredible it's just and the, the choreography is insane Amazing movie. Unbelievable. You had me at shoes. You lost mm-hmm. me at ballet. No, there's trust a, me. It's good. There's a Kate Bush album called The Red Shoes yeah. that's based on the same Oh, uh, I did stuff. not know that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know the album very well. Okay. It kind of came out in a, in a period of hers I wasn't a fan of. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Really good. It's directed by the guy that made this movie, the uh, Peeping Tom. Have you guys ever seen oh, that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a fucking good movie. Yeah, yeah, um, right on. Yeah, so it's... Uh, amazing i would say anyone should go like just go watch it like mm-hmm. if you're ever in the mood for something fucking classic mm-hmm. watch it uh, it's like martin scorsese is one of his favorite films of all time right uh he like helped restore it and stuff for the criterion yeah it's mm-hmm. it, it, it's something that i wouldn't necessarily go and watch on my own that really surprised me yeah. how how beautiful and the sets are fucking crazy the matte paintings in that in this movie man mm-hmm. fuck so good i yeah. do love a good matte. Where, yeah where did you watch it was it on a it was on a criterion room? Oh, okay. Well, we had the DVD, but I'm not sure yet if it might be on. I'm not 100 sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then the other movie that I watched that I absolutely loved, uh, it's opening at uh, at TIFF on the 13th, I believe, The Crash Reel. Uh, this documentary got long listed for the Academy Awards this year. It's mm-hmm. about uh, Kevin Pierce. He's this professional snowboarder, was uh, at the top of his game, basically, had kind of a rivalry going with Sean White going into the Vancouver Olympics. And then he had this insanely brutal crash that basically changed his life, sent him to the hospital, and you you kind of chart his recovery and uh, subsequent what hap- subsequently what happens to him outside of recovery. And uh, holy fuck, is this movie good? Hmm. This yeah. documentary, one of the best movies I've seen all year, absolutely. Um, super like conflicting. It's not a movie where you follow this guy and and you like him straight through. There's moments where you're like. There's moments where he's, like, talking to his family that have gone through this insane thing with him, basically been in the hospital day and night while he's, like, comatose. And he's, like, coming back out and saying, yeah, I'm going to get back on my snowboard and I'm going to do this again. And it's like, well, you know, now you've had this crazy head trauma, you know. You're more at risk now. If you hit your head, you could die. And it's just, like, there's moments where you're like, no, you're being so wrong. Like, I don't like you. (laughs) But that's what makes the movie so good. And it's not the, like, Phoenix out of the ashes, snowboarder becomes snowboarding again story that the trailer might lead you to think. It's so much more rich than that and uh, super complex narrative. Uh, It's also, it's like, it's about, it it also kind of places a question of blame on, on like the press and the media of the sports industry like okay you know the sport's getting crazier and crazier and we're building these bigger half pipes for you to do crazier tricks and 
people watching want you to do crazier tricks and then now it's even more dangerous and it's kind of like when does it reach the point where all these snowboarders are dying because they're all hitting their heads and it, it even makes parallels to like football or whatever it's you know like when does it become too much to push these athletes to these extremes right um it's just a fucking crazy movie yeah fucking yeah i think i'm gonna i'm gonna watch good. that tonight yeah and i'll uh I, I would say like it's no surprise this is long listed for the uh, for the Oscar mm-hmm. and I hope to see it shortlisted because yeah it's fucking it is amazing and mm-hmm. it's also a celebration like of the sport like there's lots of amazing snowboarding footage where you're just like wow this is incredible just to see these these athletes do this so it's it's, it's not like a condemnation of, of the sport like why would anyone do this or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> it's yeah it's a really interesting multifaceted documentary that's sweet yeah everyone should check that out. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it opens as in a, theaters in yeah. on Friday. On Friday, yeah. yeah. At TIFF, go yep. see it for sure. Oh, it, wow. It'll it'll play really amazing on the big screen with all the sports footage and stuff, but it's yeah. also just a really intensely emotional uh, journey. As a as a person um who finds uh snowboarders <clears throat> insufferable, am mm-hmm. I going to uh, <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to enjoy this movie? Uh, yeah, and I, I think you will. But there is that element of it. I mean, the, at the beginning of the movie, they do kind of show like snowboarders like partying and stuff, and you are kind of like, yeah, this is like a reckless lifestyle. And yeah. and, and, it, and and I think it is hard for some people to like feel bad for people that have put themselves through this. But it does kind of play on a universality of 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 the fragility of the body, and like I think it there's parallels to enough other things, and mm-hmm. it's enough. It's a personal story as well. I mean, you see a lot of his family. His brother has Down syndrome, mm. and seeing interviews with his brother, like about uh, like what happened to Kevin and how he feels about it and stuff, is like heartbreaking. Yeah. Like it's actually some of the like the some of the interview footage with his brother David um, is like some of the best footage of of somebody with Down syndrome speaking about his own struggles with like what he's going through that i've ever seen mm-hmm. i mean right. i haven't seen documentaries i'm sure there's documentaries about that whole subject but right. sure. it really surprised me just some of the other things that this movie got into huh. yeah for cool. sure it's amazing yeah yeah i'm quite looking forward to it yeah. yeah and yeah i have a i'm gonna write a piece about it it'll be up by the time you hear this internet it'll be on modern you hear that internet you hear that get ready yeah to you <laughs> i went into the future and said you should read it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's. Uh, are, are you? Um, is that good? Yeah, I'm good for that. Yeah. All right. Uh, one one quick thing. Yeah. Uh, just a bit of a precursor to my uh, uh, to my journey. Uh, I've started the first three episodes of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah. yeah. Um, listeners, I would just yeah, like or, or listeners, everybody who uh, who comes up to me and says, uh, I know you hate fantasy, but this isn't like that. Yeah. This is a whole different thing. Uh, shut your stupid mouths because it is exactly <laughs> it's exactly what I thought it was going to be and um, they're, they're, like the first scene is fucking badass and I'm mm-hmm. like I cannot believe I waited so long to see this yeah. and then it just devolves into exactly what I thought it was going to be um, there's great acting on the show there's characters that I like but by and large it 
it, within the first three episodes plays out like a uh, uh, like the medieval soap opera. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand why I'm meant to follow these people. Now, a lot of people have said, uh, yourself included, Greg, have said, you got to hold on yeah. because you, you that was know, my like, reaction. Not having sense. not seen the show, I was like, I feel like you should hold on a little. Yeah, longer. yeah, yeah. Which which I'm totally going to, and 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 I'll finish out the first season. And just if so I, if you finish yeah, out the I first season, jumping and, up and down like this is the best show yeah. in the world after the first season. Yeah. Like, I took my sweet ass time catching up on the show. Right. First season, I was like. Yeah, really good. Yeah, you know, and I, and again, like I was really taken by the first episode, mm-hmm. and then it was kind of like I don't know, we're treading water here and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I love Sean Bean, so I'll keep and and Sean keep Bean going. Is great, yeah. And the guy who plays the king, I can't remember much, what his name is, but he's yeah, fantastic he's too. Um, I don't like the the it, main it bad guy right now is the just really terrible season, first, and uh, two dimensional. Sorry, who? The the main bad guy, the the oh, Jamie Lannister, yeah, the yeah, Lannister yeah. guy, just like super, like I am even, yeah. They, and and from what I understand, his character goes through like a really, uh, um, uh, great transformation. Yeah, I don't know. He has a journey. So you know? like basically, Almost, all I'm doing all right now is do where they where they everyone start. Like I just rewatched the pilot episode because yeah. I finished season three and I'm gonna rewatch everything to get ready for four in the spring. And I was watching the first episode. I'm like, holy fuck, I can't believe how much has changed. It was so weird to watch all these characters in completely different yeah. lights. You know, like the, everyone has a pretty fucking substantial journey that goes on. Right. Uh, either emotional or politically. Like, well, all of them emotional in a way. But first season is, is pretty good. Ends really strong. Second season is much better. Third season is way better. Yeah, which which you said, and and I mean, if I do find interest in the first season, then then I will I will definitely continue. If I find any interest in it, uh, I will definitely continue. Mm-hmm. But as it stands right now, within the first three um, episodes, there's no story yet. Yeah, it takes a little uh, right now because there's it's such a gigantic world. Yeah, and they're really just getting you comfortable with all of them because. Everything is connected, and you kind of have to understand all of it for the bigger story that's coming. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And you can you you can feel that. Yeah, you know because like every other line in this show so far is winter's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, so like there is that foreshadowing, yeah, and they the they, they, but they put the brakes f- on that shit. Uh, uh, I fucking hope so because it yeah. is every and then, then other. The music gets better. The, like I, I didn't like the score in the first season. It's a little too but it's trying to like all like, you know, like medi- medieval fair, you know, goofiness. You know, and they get away from that. But yeah. they're trying because I I realize like I'm watching. I'm like God, the music's yeah. really bad because I'm used to season three. Yeah. But they're really trying to like things are really good right now. They need you to understand that everything is fine yeah, yeah. in the kingdom. Don't worry. You know? Yeah, yeah. I right. like it because like, I don't like hobbity goofiness where everyone's all fucking fiddly dee and singing songs <laughs> and shit. <laughs> you know, and I feel like it doesn't do that. And we don't get all like, oh, no, there's doth no. my lord fake Shakespearean talk, no, which is great. The language is, use... is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's not all fiddle dee to you guys. Awesome. Um, but huh. uh, uh, but yeah, like I like I, I will definitely hold out on. Well, I'm glad that you uh, you are giving it a yeah. shot, and I think I think you'll. I, I am, and I'm giving. It, I don't want people to think that that I've made up my yeah, shitty yeah. judgmental <laughs> mind yet. Yeah. Uh, but as it stands right now, I'm just like so this far is terrible. Yeah. But I could see I could see it going somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're doing this too, so that I can find out through you. If yeah. I need <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if there's somebody because Casey's really... exactly like me. Like yeah. if it's not, it, there, it's it's really got to be well, something. God forbid something cut into your precious watching Lords of Salem. Time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I got that yeah. message, I'm like, why are you watching that? You've never seen Break. Bad, you're, I, yeah, you're really. doing it all wrong. No, no, I don't respect you anymore. I refuse to be bullied. 
<laughs> I refuse to be bullied. I wanted to see. I wanted to see what it was about. I gotta Fair say, enough. I am curious about Lord. Yeah, I, I it's won't watch awful. it now that no, you, awful. Now yeah. that you've um, given your report. I, but I mean, and and I won't get too into this. But but I forgot that I did watch that, and it is something to talk about. I think uh, I was interested because. It, of all, I hate. I've hated all of Rob Zombie's movies, yeah. and mm-hmm. and they've it, all been it's, terrible. It yes. seemed like the one that people have been saying, you know, it's different. Like it's kind of arty. It's not so like his other movies. It's kind of That's being the last thing I want to hear. It's, <laughs> I know Rob Zombie's got Rob arty. Zombie it attempts to make art. Yeah, and and. Well, I was intrigued and, and sure, sure. Ended oh, no, up me too. Me hating. too. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's definitely but understandable it, why you would watch it. But I'm a, glad that you did. Yeah, it's and a movie that, I know I that has a lot of potential. Uh, the plot's actually pretty interesting. It's kind of like about this uh, radio jockey that gets a vinyl record by a band called the Lords of the Salem, and it kind of like is this weird noise stuff, and they play it on the air, and it kind of like unlocks the descendants of these witch from the witch these witches from the witch trials in Salem and it's sort of like okay there's an interesting idea here I like that as an idea and, in somebody else's hands yeah and uh it is yeah he just uh oh, oh god it's bad yeah <laughs> uh, it, I mean he it, there's some gorgeous shots in it I uh, will mm-hmm. say that but um it's really stupid and the whole movie is called is 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 um moving along and it's going to culminate with the band coming to town they've been going to giving away tickets and stuff and spoiler alert wait for it if anyone wants to turn it off i don't know why but i'm going to ruin the ending a little here it it turns out at the end of the movie the uh the concert is basically like a big witch trial again kind of thing like the witches return and 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 you find out that all these people end up dying and stuff and my takeaway from the ending of the movie was and i tweeted this but i was like so at some point these four older witches had to plan and promote a concert (laughs) they made phone calls they caught a promoter sound checking they they got tickets to give away on a radio show like there were phone calls made by these people like planning a fake concert yeah. fuck you movie do they play do they play any music at the not concert really at no a little oh, see that's like oh they but they do play there a was little like a few instruments like shots of thing of witches with instruments at one point but it wasn't a focus they didn't come out we're like we are like <laughs> but yeah awful 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 movie. yeah all right very good um so yeah let's uh shall we get into film roulette sure thing Let's do it. Film or letters are weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good or something buzzed about. This week, Casey and I went and saw Out of the Furnace. Into the Furnace. Into the Furnace. I keep calling you that. <laughs> uh, and the loser has to go see something terrible. Greg stayed at home and Netflixed The Bounty Hunter. Uh, but the losers get to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. Greg lost last week and gave us a Deftones album, so we'll yeah. be talking about that. Mm-hmm. And that's how we play. Mm-hmm. So Casey and I, Into the Furnace. Uh, yes, off we go Let's into go. the <laughs> uh, I'm just going to pull up the IMDb here. I wanted to have it on hand. Yeah. Um, yeah, so new movie from Scott Cooper. He did Crazy Heart. Right, um, which I didn't see. This is my first Scott Cooper movie. Yeah, Crazy Heart, um, 
I guess I'll get to my opinion of that film when we speak of Air of the Furnace, because I think there's some parallels. All right, Into the Furnace. Uh, um. I keep saying that. I got it right in front of me. <laughs> I'm going to correct it every time. No, you're wrong. It's, you're wrong. It's Out of the Furnace. Is it really? Yeah, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting here being all smug yeah, and I'm looking at it on IMDb. It's Out of the Furnace. <laughs> you bastard. Um, um, we went and saw Beside the Furnace. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, in the area of the furnace. <laughs> in and around the furnace. In the f- furnace's vicinity. <laughs> Which is a great um, um, So the plot outlined of this film, I'll read the IMDb synopsis. Uh, yeah. When Rodney Bayes mysteriously disappears and law enforcement fails to follow through, his older brother Russell takes matters into his own hands to find justice. Uh, it's about That's kind of the through line of it, although there's a mm-hmm. lot more to it. Yep. Uh, so this movie stars Christian Bale, Casey Affleck, Woody Harrelson, Zoe Saldana. The fucking cast in this thing is the crazy. cast is is uh, fucking good. Forrest Whitaker. Yep. Um. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in the lead role. Yeah. Uh, directed by Ridley Scott, which is oh. not surprising to me. Like, because when I when the credits rolled at the end and it said produced by, uh, by Ridley Scott, Ridley Scott and, and Leonardo Di- DiCaprio, DiCaprio, I was like, oh wow, yeah. And also, I saw the uh, Scott Free logo at the front, and I was like. Wait a minute. Yeah. I thought maybe I'd accidentally gone into the counselor again. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie's been... get Like, I saw the trailer for it, and I thought, okay, this looks pretty great. Yeah. Uh, dubious sound choice, song choice in the trailer a little. Uh, why? What's the song in the trailer? Uh, fuck, I want to say Pearl Jam, but I don't... Release Me? Yeah. Yeah, by Pearl Jam. Yeah, that's the song that's, yeah, that's the prominent in the, in, in yeah, the I don't like that song. End. I don't like uh, Pearl Jam, though. So. I actually, I don't like Pearl Jam at all, either, and I actually... That song started, and I'm like, oh, I remember liking this song. Yeah. I actually kind of do. Uh, what song, sorry? Release Me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Except for the... <laughs> stuff at the end that does yeah. not need to be there um but yeah so this trailer came out like looks pretty good i actually heard somebody talking about how it's been said that christian bale is going to get nominated for the oscar for this as opposed to american hustle is what oh. i heard buzz is yeah which uh we can get into when we talk about the film but yeah it's kind of right right now it says meta, meta score 64 mm-hmm. it's kind of landing in the yeah, middle yeah yeah rotten tomatoes it's at a 51 and it's quite polarizing seen some like, praise seen some yeah like i've seen richard roper said it's uh, uh one of the best movies he's seen this year mm. and then a lot of other people are like this is a uh, an amazing cast that is just so wasted mm-hmm. i will play my hand now okay. and say yeah, I don't. Very I today. don't agree with either of those. I would say I land firmly in the middle, and it's not surprising to me, for uh, for my opinion, that this movie's getting kind of like fifties to sixties, right? Because I think they're right. This fu- this cast is incredible. Mm-hmm. They're all doing gr- very very good work. I thought the performance in this fil- this film definitely buoyed it up a bit. Mm-hmm. But I thought that the story, while interesting. Uh, and and there's definitely a, an emotional core to this film that was was interesting and a good story, but I felt like the movie kept getting in the way of itself. I felt okay. like n- on the one hand, there I felt like a lot of the plot elements have been taken from other better movies. I think you could make parallels to uh, Killing Them Softly. Uh, there's a little that. bit of prisoners in there. There's a little bit of rust and bone with the fighting stuff. Mm. I just felt like it was kind of cherry picking from movies that have already been down this road and kind of nailed it right and i just felt like there's a lot of scenes where something really emotional happens and something really hard-hitting happens and you go like wow that was really great and then the movie like starts piling tropes on itself and one-upping itself like there was and i'll get into some specifics later we'll spoil i'm gonna gonna spoil like 
not I'm not going to spoil the movie, but I'm going to talk about some specifics so mm-hmm. for the listener. But um, right. what did you think? Uh, I loved it. Okay, I absolutely loved it. I don't honestly like. I, I want you to explain what you mean by it, sort of piling up uh, tropes on itself because I did not find that at all. Yeah, I find it just it, it was just a very linear story. I felt like it kept getting in the way. I felt it's very linear, and I felt like there was a movie here that I, that I could love, but I felt like it kept getting in the way of that. I felt like. Like, um, okay, well, okay, in, in terms of tropes, like, you know, the police's hands are tied, and, and so, you know, one man... But this is a revenge film. Yeah, you know? totally. Um, I just felt like it, to, at a point, it got it got to the point where it was like, it became emotional torture porn. I felt like it was just like, it kept adding things to these characters' lives to the point where I was like, okay, now you're just mining these situations for, for dramatic okay. emphasis, whereas there is a really, uh, like... A realistic, hard-hitting story at the core of this thing. I felt like it kept. I fully understand. I fully understand what you're saying, and, and I get what you're saying. I, I guess I just sort of like at the beginning, sort of drank the Kool Aid. Like uh, when I went into it, I, I thought it was based on a true story for some reason. Uh, I um, think he he co-wrote the script, and I think he's written Scott Cooper did. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he's written some of it kind of from a, his own experiences oh, okay. or something along those lines, or things that he's witnessed. I'm not 100 percent sure. Right. Um, it, and, and from the very beginning, Christian Bale's character is like, uh, boy, this guy's having a rough time yeah. of everything. And all <laughs> yeah. he's trying to do is be, a, is, you know, be a good guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think by and large, like the story, I felt like the story didn't get in its own way at all. I, I, I thought it was just well, a story it's a that very was told simply told from beginning story. to exactly. Yeah. I'm not like, it's and not overcomplicating it, things per se in terms right. of the way that it's letting its narrative happen but i just kept like there were scenes where it was like uh and and i'm not gonna spoil it by saying who what this happened to or whatever but a character dies in this film and it's a very shocking moment mm-hmm. um it, it's very central to the film at in the middle of the film that this happens mm-hmm. and it's very hard hitting but then the film kind of like has another character read a read a letter that that character wrote the day before he died where he says like oh this is going to be my last like my one last hurrah and then i'm going to come home with you and it's like <laughs> you're definitely spoiling this for anybody who goes that's not that. i haven't mentioned the characters but but it's just like the 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 action of this of of this happening was enough and then now you're like trying to rub my nose in it by like adding emotion to the situation okay okay i will give you that the letter was unnecessary but there was a lot of moments like that for me um at the uh, and again i'm not going to spoil things but like there's like a a confrontation at the end of the film and it's like these two characters are kind of confronting themselves in their own way and then you have to have the cops show up and it's like well this confrontation was tense and emotional enough and then now you have this other character show up and I'm like I but don't I, need him there and I know no. that he's there for a reason I know it but it, it was too like, much I quite like that he did show up and, and there was just, uh, uh, this may be see I can't I really felt, talk about yeah, it I know but um but I, I felt like it was it was a choice uh, oh, absolutely. uh for the character now what I was going to say is that that but I didn't the, need the script that is I, fine. the choice was there for me anyway and I I didn't like sure um uh, like I've been hearing a lot that the script is really bad, and I don't understand that. Like it's a pretty utilitarian I don't think it's script. A great There's nothing. Script. No, no. I mean, it's not like mind blowing or anything, but it it just tells me it, the 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 script tells the story. Yeah, I just felt like and and um, it's not it's not a script that's supposed to be brilliant because the performances themselves are uh, like there's not one bad performance, and uh, like I dare say 
all of the performances are fucking fantastic I do think the in very different ways. Like I, I think that this is one of the best things I've seen Woody Harrelson do um, uh, in recent memory. Uh, I, I loved, I loved what he did with that character. Um, I was like, yeah, I saw Killer Joe. Uh, I've seen someone go like, hey, take this piece of food and <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't really feel like that was the intent. No, of I that, don't think it was the intent. Uh, like of I that scene. Like he, he, I, like, I'm not denying that he was an amazing performance, but I just felt there was a lot of being there done that to this film. I felt like, a, and, and not that like you can't make a movie that's yeah, being there done I that and like do it well. 98% of movies are that. Yeah. Are, are oh, just of sort of like the, the same things in, was, in different yeah. arrangements, but that's what life is. And oh, I, and I found that this one, uh, it is a very simple story uh, told really I would have liked it even I would have liked it even simpler I felt like it I would have like you I felt like it could have been simpler all right we definitely have to talk about this at, like <laughs> off uh, the show because I really want to know because like, I, I can't uh, it imagine where there was let, any path like, that I've heard to be people trimmed. call this movie boring and I was like I didn't think it was boring at all I would have liked it to be a little bit more like somber and a little bit more sparse like and and not to comp- you can't compare this movie to Nebraska, but after seeing a no. film like Nebraska, where it's done so much with with, and I mean it's completely stylistically a totally different film. Yeah. But like when you see movies do so much with less, I feel like this movie could have used that, and I felt that way about Crazy Heart. I felt like it was a movie that had an amazing performance that just was let down a little bit by the script, and I and I felt like that about this. Right. Yeah. I don't huh. know. So you did you did have like not a problem with the script, but you did feel like the script was lacking. Well, I don't think it. I I, I don't think it was lacking. I felt like it needed uh, a more. I think it needed to let the emotions of the film breathe more. I felt like the movie just kept. I felt like the movie was almost like emotional torture porn. It was almost like huh. an e- emotional exploitation film. Hmm. Wow. Because it was really? just like, I did not get that. It at just all. kept. I felt like it just kept making. Every time something happened that I like really reacted to, I felt like then they went another step or two further, and I was like, "You had me." And now mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, uh, "Get over yourself." Pink huh. lightning strikes. Yeah. <laughs> like Pink lightning, it's, no liking. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not. And again, it's not a horrible movie. I, you right. know, like I, it's not awful by any stretch. I, I, I just think felt it's it landed right in the middle for me. Uh, I don't think it, it, it's winning awards or anything. I don't think it necessarily deserves to, but uh, but I was like fully on board from beginning to end. Mm. Um, uh, I'm very curious about this now, yeah. just the, the differing of opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, everything that you're saying, I... <clears throat> I, I get, yeah, and I get how you would get that totally, and, and um, same with you. Like I can, like you know, if mm-hmm. you're on board for it, then or whatever. Yeah. If 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 it doesn't rub you in the way that it, it it irked me, then like there's a movie here with amazing performances that is easy could be easily enjoyed straight through. And I, there was a moment like when it gets to the end when what like. It, it it starts it starts go like chugging it starts to get there mm-hmm. but i just yeah i don't know there was just issues with it that stopped me from loving it there there was one scene i found very superfluous and i didn't even need to say that cuz i'm not going to say what the scene was <laughs> but um uh but other than that yeah like i i i fully was on board and again like it, 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 i i didn't leave the theater like i left you know um nebraska yeah. or or 12 years a slave um yeah, uh, I was just like, shit. That was a that was a really yeah. just like solid story mm. told really well through performance. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. I left with a shrug. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can see that yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, differing opinions. Let's uh, take it to the Twitter lines and everything. Everyone, yeah, if you, yeah. If you go uh, check this movie out, let us right? know. 
<laughs> let, us, let us know no, who's no, right. No. <laughs> Chime in with your opinions, listeners. Yeah, yeah do so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Greg stayed at home. Didn't yeah. go anywhere near a furnace. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. I, about that for a while. I stayed at home and watched The Bounty Hunter with uh, Gerard Butler and Jennifer Aniston. Um. Now the fun story is, uh, he they <laughs> sounds really fun. <laughs> he's a he's an ex cop who's now a bounty hunter, and he's divorced, and he gets a job where he's got to go bring his ex wife in. And he's ecstatic about this because they don't have a good relationship. Sure. Oh. Um. She is, she skipped bail because she's a reporter, and she got into a fender bender. And there was a big story breaking, and it was either go take care of her court case for about the fender bender, or go talk to a lead. And she skips out, and so he's got to go get her. Okay. Yeah. Um, this movie is two hours long. Oh god! <laughs> wow. <laughs> really? Why? Oh yeah. Well, two, ten minutes shy. Yeah. Of two hours. Um, and you I loved every minute. I, yeah, <laughs> I wish it was three. One hour and fifty minutes of pure joy. <laughs> I, it's so, like just it's exactly what you think it is. It's a shit Hollywood empty pile of crap mm-hmm. trying to have like a fun romantic adventure like with, with like a series of escalating scenarios and characters that are coming in like a lot of support people and there's a lot of like good people in it like or well you know jeff garland's in it jason oh. sudeikis is in it hey. kathy moriarty is in it oh. uh it just like there's all of these uh carol kane's in it they keep on going into new situations with you know a, like a bright supporting cast almost mm-hmm. like trying to do like an elmore leonard kind of like mm-hmm. fun zany thing about yeah. bounty hunters and it just it fails Endlessly. <laughs> Actually, now that you mention Elmore Leonard, I mean, I haven't seen this. I saw like trailers for it when when it first came out. Yeah, but yeah, like what I remember or what I know of this, which is very little. Yeah, the Elmore Leonard thing, like oh yeah, like, like idiots my, trying to do Elmore. Yeah, Elmore yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Like uh, the there was a they did an adaptation with the big bounce with like Owen Wilson, mm-hmm. like kind of like trying to be like bright Elmore Leonard, kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah. Totally. and it's really bright. It's like we're it's fun and love and hey, but yeah. like. Gerard Butler's terrible. He's so <laughs> horrible at this thing, and yeah. they keep giving making him, him do this thing. You know, was <laughs> like, he in the Ugly Truth? That was, that, was yeah, like, with yeah, uh, okay. uh, yeah, with Catherine Hyde. It was kind of like yeah. yeah. They like keep, a, and, but the thing is, he because uh, like he uh, okay, they're, they're it's following all of the you've seen it a million fucking times before. He's the ex husband, used to be a cop, fucked up being a cop. Now he's got to work as a bounty hunter he drives a convertible but it's all beat up he's got a gambling problem he's kind of abrasive he's a slob now that he's a bachelor you know and like Uh, it's just all like oh my god but he doesn't know how to be nice about it he's just a piece of shit (laughs) he's just an asshole so when they are doing their shit and they're having they're supposed to be having chemistry jennifer anderson's fine there's nothing wrong with her in this movie like the script is garbage yeah but she's likable and she can be quite funny she isn't in this, but she can be. But if she had somebody that you believed the chemistry with, like I've never seen a romantic movie where I was like kind of rooting for, oh, don't stay together because you two are horrible together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like anything about you two. And like Jason Sudeikis is really fun as a, a support character who's uh, like works with her and he's this simpy guy who thinks he has a relationship with her because she kissed him at a Christmas party a year ago. 
Yeah. And so he's kind of chasing her around, and he gets. They think he's well, it's a mistaken identity thing, and the, the people that the. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> well, I just I just <laughs> ran out. Broken. Oh god! Yeah, yeah. really. Ugh, Gerard it, Butler owes money to, from gambling, and they think that that's who Jason Sudeikis is, okay. is, and they take him. <laughs> Just just watching you try and recap it is like yeah, this, he is emotionally This movie sounds exhausting. It's, oh, it's two hours. <laughs> but he, so he's like this kind of crummy guy too who's obsessive and simpy and whatever. But I was like, he should get together with Jenna Branstand. He's much nicer than <laughs> right. Gerard Butler, the piece of shit. Yeah. And it's just every, like Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everything they try and do is wrong. Yeah. Just wrong. <laughs> Pitch wrong. Writing wrong. I don't know if they let Gerard Butler improv, but I've never heard such horrible dialogue in my oh, life. Wow. It's just so bad. So he goes, like, when he's trying to be, like, she's got her in the trunk of the car, and they're talking on cell phones, and she's, like, trying to pretend to cry to win favor with him. And he goes off on this diatribe about how, like, if, I don't even remember what his metaphor is about how he, he wouldn't save her if this, if he was that and she was this, I don't mm-hmm. know, something about animal kingdom. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, stop talking! <laughs> you don't know how to do this! <laughs> it's just the fucking worst. Yeah, it was really... Ugh, I, don't even know. I can't. I can't even bitch about it. Yeah. it was just I don't even remember half of it. It yeah. was it just, that was what it was like with uh, really poor, yeah, yeah, one yeah, I uh, What did you? What is? What is I don't, it even, I don't even remember the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> Out for money on the run, money. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, <laughs> one for the money. One for the money. Yeah. Out for run money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This is just terrible. This is like the worst kind of. This is like filmmakers going, um, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You'll like even it. Care. Yeah. We didn't try. Yeah. No, everyone just showed up and we, did like whatever. We put some people that you've liked in the past, mainstream viewers, and they're in this and some bright colors. Like, yeah, well, you know. The thing is, we were having a discussion before before the show started about like I used to work in an office with the most regular people in the whole world. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like just the, that cross section of people. People who who aren't film nerds yeah. kind of thing. Like I'm not saying they're dumb people. I'm just saying they're people who aren't film nerds. Yeah. And yeah. they and they like I feel like people like us are the ones who make movies like The Bounty Hunter or One for the Money or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, like are, are the ones who make those be necessary because like if we really like a movie it's alienating to people who don't know that much about sure. uh, about filmmaking and about about like what a good movie is. So like I feel like. You know, Julia Roberts in Love is Nice 
as as cliched and and shitty storytelling as it is uh, that type of movie I think it's necessary sure yeah um, so these kind of movies aren't for us it's fun to rip on them but yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't know I just don't want it to seem like you know we're going to go like, oh, well you know fuck all these kind of movies because I think there is a place for yeah. them yeah and I mean, I, I it's can't... just not in front of us yeah. no but I mean I can watch you know trashy romantic comedies yeah yeah I'm fine with them They're, they can yeah, be really entertaining could. It's just easy. No? It's easy viewing. You yeah. Know, when I want to, like, I don't really want to think. I just want, I just kind of need something on. I got a hangover yeah. or, <laughs> you something, know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's Sunday afternoon I and I don't like, give a fuck. I can watch shit like that. Yeah. But, Me I too. Mean, as long as the leads are charming and have some kind of chemistry, I'll, I'll gotta forgive be all of the fucking cliched shit that's going to go on. Well, give me an example. Uh, give, give me an example of one of those types of movies that's actually entertaining. I don't know. Uh, like, like Sleepless in Seattle. I love that movie. That's really fun to watch. Okay. I've um, actually never seen Really it. charming leads. They're not even on camera together, but they have a chemistry. Right. Yeah. You know? And it works. Mm-hmm. Just I've, I've seen it a lot of times. I'll watch it again. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's like a, a one of those, delightful movie. Yeah. You know? And if like, you catch it on TV or whatever, you'll yeah, be like, yeah, I'll watch totally. it. Yeah, totally. If, uh, if it's on TV, back when you used to... Do you remember channel surfing? And yeah. <laughs> channel <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Existed. Yeah. Really? yeah, I'd land on it. Uh, easy watch it. Yeah. Half an hour, 45 minutes. Like, ah, oh, yeah, these things yeah. are good. Yeah. I actually it's think... It's fun. You can like watch it with a significant other or whatever. Right. Just like have a nice yeah. time. It's... it's uh, I don't know because you got Tom Hanks and you know you have likable, charming people telling a simple story. But yeah. that's that's Nora Ephron, isn't it? Is that a Nora Ephron? I, I can't know. remember. Um, Someone on the internet is screaming yes or no, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, but I actually not to take this too far off of uh, off topic here. Mm-hmm. I think the, uh, point one, it's really cool that we're having a better conversation about something that isn't uh, the movie that we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad negative. that if if anything, Bounty Hunter has launched us onto something interesting. But I also uh, not to get again too far off onto a tangent. But I think there's something to be said about the lack of channel surfing and maybe. It's me because I don't have cable anymore. Yeah. But something I do miss that I do think is like going the way of the dinosaur is yeah. is the ability of to stumble on something. Absolutely. I was mentioning that to somebody recently. Like I miss having a move a, a station like MPix or TCM or whatever. Sure. Where it's just or like, where you'd catch something where you would normally like not ever not watch ever it, watch. but you know then yeah. find yourself. Or you see the surprised. name of something in like the listings, and you're like, "What's that?" And it's on right now. Oh, yeah. look at it. Right. Whereas like I'll spend a fucking forty five minutes on Netflix, oh, being God. like, "Dope, nope, don't nope. want to see it, don't want to watch it, <laughs> never will watch it for right now." Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah that's that's you exactly have some of the what choice, it is, right? I feel like some of the choice has to be taken out of our hands for you to have new experiences. Yeah. And, we can and even watch things. movies. We can. Theoretically, watch movies that are in the theater yeah. right now at home yeah. by yeah. illegally downloading, there which I be, don't. Suggest. Yeah, there should be a rant. Like I know that uh, Netflix has that Max thing, but I think there should be oh, a button boy. where it just like plays you a movie, doesn't tell you when it's loading the movie what the name of it is. It just starts with like the company logo, and you're like, "What's it going to be?" Well, speaking of that <laughs> Max thing, I don't. I'm going to just uh, digress for a second. We were talking about that last week, and we mentioned that Jason Statham movie Safe. Yes, and actually, Safe isn't the one I was thinking of. Blitz. Blitz. Yeah, because I saw that again too, and I was. Yeah, and somebody, then we got that tweet from Beardy on... Freak. He's like, safe's actually really oh, good. Yeah, right. And I did toss it on the other day. Yeah. I fell asleep because it was like after work, really late at night. And But I saw about 10, 15 minutes of safe, and I was like, yep, I'm going to watch this. Yeah. This, uh-huh. this looks all right. This Sweet. Like a total like, satisfying actioner. It's got the yeah. right vibe. So, thanks, uh, Beardy, thanks, Beardy Freak. Freak. I'm yeah. going to watch that. I'm not watching Blitz, though. <laughs> Fuck off, Netflix. I, what is the, Blitz? It's Blitz? the one that we oh, meant. No. It was the one that I meant yeah. to say. We yeah, both yeah, said it's safe. It's an orange cover. Yeah. It's like on an angle. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, it's just a Statham movie. Um, that didn't come out in theaters. Like, Safe was in theaters. Yes, yeah. Safe's like a real movie. Blitz is like... 
I don't know. Straight to vid. <laughs> who that's for. But yeah, I agree. Like, I think it, when when the choice is placed in your own hands and there isn't some element of, like, oh, because, I mean, I remember I would put on MPix, like, and I'd wake up, you know, and fucking roll over and turn on MPix when I was in, like, college or whatever, and all of a sudden some movie's on, and I'm just like, oh, what is this? I'll watch it, you yeah. know, and then end up finding some cool thing I would have never seen before. Yeah. And I, I miss that, like, when everyone watched TV at the same time or, you know... When that's how you digested things, I missed the uh, the uh, the universal experience. Yeah, where we all saw something saw something at the same time the night before and talked about it the next day. And everything's so random, and you marathon shows, and yeah. that takes a bit out of stuff too. When you watch like five episodes of something in a row, you don't absorb the episode you would in the same way as if you watched it, had to wait a week. Yeah, it's you know, interesting. Thought about it for a week and then see the next one. You yeah, know, you have a different life with uh, your entertainment i don't know yeah I, that's super anyway, interesting because casey and i before you showed up casey and i were talking about how we think kind of like uh mainstream uh absorption of entertainment is moving to that like series-based thing because we're talking about like orange is the new black yeah. house of cards and and i was saying speaking from my experience in the in the office that i work at which i said admittedly is mostly nerds <laughs> it's not the mainstream but yeah you find people don't show up the next day and say like oh did you see that thing that happened on the show last night people are talking like oh how far are you into orange is the new black or yeah you like know. it's it's less of a of a collective shared experience which and... i'm kind of on the fence about i'm kind of I think right like it could. It. I think it could be better. I feel like it could be a better way to do things, but I also do miss that, like having it spread out. And I and I also think the creators of shows are going to start tailoring their shows around seasons for sure. Oh, it's for not sure. Be they, like they've already or, started doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think. Like there's so many more. Like like that. That's why sitcoms are dying. I mean, like people want a serial now. Mm-hmm. People want something that they can that they can follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wild time, guys. It is, you guys. <laughs> yeah. It's like the fucking Wild West yeah. or something. Yeah. Anyways, Bound Hunter is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Gerard Butler. Stop yeah. making these movies. Stop letting Gerard Butler be in movies. Yeah. What was that one I had to watch where he was the soccer guy and shit? Oh There's yeah, playing for keeps. keeps. Oh yeah, Ugh. soccer guy. Like, stop oh, making yeah. these movies, man. Soccer guy, the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I may just be a small town soccer guy, but by gosh, I love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, like I Gerard like, Butler. Why well, he's my favorite soccer guy. The Olympus has fallen. Fine, he can be two dimensional. Action oh man, guy. I love that! Movie. I'll back that up. <laughs> he's They're good making at a sequel. Guy. He's yeah. just not good as a likable guy because no, you know he's, what? He's he's not, I don't likeable. think he understands no. how to be likable. No nuances. He's, he's like a low budget Matthew McConaughey in the sense that like he's identified what he's good at, but he's yeah. spending years doing not that. Like yeah. you, we've, you've, we've seen you in Olympus Has Fallen. You're good as a cheesy, hammy action star. Yeah. Why are you doing the romantic comedies where like McConaughey was like, we've seen you act amazing. Why yeah. are you doing these? And then yeah. eventually he came back around to it. Yeah. Maybe Gerard Butler will eventually be like, oh, I'll be in some cool action movies instead. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> this is just fuck me, man. Yeah. I'm I'm glad I didn't have to watch it because I don't know if I could take that and one no, for the money. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's pretty fucking cruel. Yeah. Anyway. Um, mm. So Greg gave us a, uh, an album to listen to it's true. last week because he was the loser. No. It was not your traditional punishment album, no, however. No. This was a like... I don't know how we need to find out or not. <laughs> I gave you something I like a lot yes. as opposed to uh making you listen to something like Color Me Bad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um this is an album by the De- by Deftones. Yep. Uh what's the name of this one again? Koi uh, Koi no Yokan. Yes. Yeah. Uh and this was their most recent album. Yeah, it came out in November of 2012, which I didn't realize. I actually thought it was a 2013 album because I got it somewhere in the middle of summer. Yeah. Something around June or something like that and uh, kind of a bummer. I was like, "Oh man, this is totally going on my end of the year list." But, but not. Like, oh shit, it's, <laughs> it's from last 2012. year. Bummer. Yeah. But, uh yeah. I uh I I was really into the Deftones. Uh 
you know, when they when they came out, uh, Adrenaline and Around the Fur, very into that stuff in the end of the '90s, and uh, and I I really respected White Pony because it was they they took a chance, yeah, you know, made a, a difficult record that doesn't always work, but in some cases really does, and I liked that they were a heavy band that embraced technology that wasn't ruled by it, but let yeah. it in. You know, and production tricks and studio, yeah. and let that stuff be a part of them. It as wasn't a heavy all band. like about aggression. It was like there were some experimental. Yeah, absolutely. To it. You know, they were reaching out in some directions, and I thought that was cool. But then the next album, I felt was like a step backwards, and I just kind of drifted out. And yeah. they were so they were so wrapped up, unfortunately, in a scene that they didn't really sound like the whole new metal thing. And you're damned by your company a lot yeah. of the time. And a lot of people view them well, that. and production of of what was deemed metal at the time, of like, course. Yeah, it uh, sounds like a new metal. Like the the production sounds like a new metal album. Oh, just for sure. The uh, the writing there yeah. and intention don't. Yeah, absolutely. um, but I fell off, I fell off for years. Yeah, I feel like then... they're a band that a lot of people, myself included, wrote off without ever actually having like an experience with them. Like because sure. I saw their music videos and was like, uh, this isn't for me, so I'll never listen to it, and pretty much never did. And this is the most I've ever listened to Deftones, basically right. for mm-hmm. this for this uh, episode. Okay, so. Like, has your opinion been changed? Um, I I would say uh, my opinion has definitely overall been changed. I feel like I did write them off as something that they weren't. Mm-hmm. I won't say that, like, I fell head over heels for this album. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot more than I expected. Mm-hmm. It's not an album that I will never listen to again. I think it will be something that I come back to in order to spend more time with and see if my opinion yeah. kind of It, it was a slow burn for it. me. When yeah, I got I it, that. I was yeah. like, yeah, this is pretty good. Uh, it's a better album yeah. than I was expecting from them. But then as a, like, a couple of months went on where I kept on tossing it on just mm-hmm. to have on in the background or whatever, I was like, fuck, man, these are really catchy songs. You know, yeah. I just kept going to it until now it's, you know, Six months later, and I'm like, I fucking love this. Yeah, album. what did you think, Casey? Um, oh, I really like it. Like, I've I've been uh, Deftones have always sort of been on on the periphery for me. Yeah. Uh, when Adrenaline came out, uh, went nuts for it. Like, I I really listened to that a lot because like I just found Chino's um singing style to be really bizarre super and like unique. Oh wow, like like it's super pretty sometimes, and then like uh, uh but but always very passionate. I always kind of dug that. Um, uh, I find some of the riffs kind of standard sometimes. And on this album, uh, something that I felt with, with every Deftones album that I've spent any time with, which I've never really spent an extended period of time, like, and really just like went fucking crazy nuts. Uh, I really like the, um, the tone of this album. I really like, uh, the progression of the album, but I do sometimes feel like the, the riffs get in, Sort of the way you felt about uh, Beside the Furnace. Uh, I, I, I felt like, the, I feel like the riffs get in the way a little bit. Like the, the musicality gets in the way of, of uh, mm. conveying the, the emotion of the song or the intention of the song sometimes, but it never takes me out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I felt, uh, I felt like um, there were moments where I felt they were, that it sounded a little samey, but I think overall I was definitely into this more than I expected. And I think mm-hmm. um, it will be something that I'll have to toss on again and again. I, I only had, time uh to listen to this a handful of times through yeah, it was a shorter week for us yeah too. so but but yeah like i definitely see what there is here to get into and mm-hmm. whereas before i was kind of like oh whatever and kind of wrote them off sure yeah and i had done that too like I, yeah I, I had been very into them and then was like i was done yeah 
But I just I found I was really surprised at how great his voice like his voice sounds better than ever, which is bizarre for the genre uh, that yeah. he's in that his voice is improving over time. Totally. Um, as, as opposed to burning out like a lot of I feel like he's do. always known how to use it though this is like true. he's this always had is. that like kind of growly like crazy scream kind yeah. of thing but but he's got these beautiful high notes yeah so melodic now um, I think it's the best thing they've done it's the most even album like the albums I loved when I was young like Adrenaline Around the Fur have amazing songs but were uneven yeah and like the back end of the album kind of falls apart and this one I just felt was very consistent and I like the emotional it's definitely a piece yeah, yeah. I, you know and uh, I think it's very different at the beginning as it is than where it winds up which I think is cool but tonally it, like it retains oh, it's a very, a very cohesive a, tone absolutely yeah. Uh, I think that I just want to mention that song uh, Entombed I think is stunningly mm. beautiful yeah um, yeah I just I was really happy with it and the hooks on it are great they're not sing-songy goofiness but yeah. they're not like, no they're not fiddly deep <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which I know Greg doesn't. Like. He's not a fan of. No sir. I think I'm mostly I was just like I, I and with that Palms album that came out this year, I'm really uh, I, I think it's shitty that this band gets kind of lumped aside and perceived as something or not because yeah, Chino is that. such an important musician and so gifted, and he's having such a big year because that Palms album is so good. What he did on this album, I think he's just in a absolute creative peak. And if you were ever interested in this band, this is an album. That, to, to go to yeah, that. I would say if you're somebody Strong, like me, emotional that, center to yeah. it, you know, it's really. If you pass them over, it's definitely not what you would expect it to. No. It is definitely like there's a lot more kind of like shoegazy stuff, and it is a lot yeah. like the poppy stuff. Like the this, he, he sings a lot more on this. I thought it was going to be more of an aggressive album, and it's yeah. actually not that. No, no. Mm-hmm. It, uh, for a lot of it, I feel they like it's, sort of... it's the it's the the delivery on the promise of what "Be Quiet and Drive" was, like mm-hmm. a mixture of heaviness with a great beautiful uh you know uh, ambient sort of pop vibe on top it's not like a um it's not like an aggressive uh what am i trying to say mm-hmm. like it's not like like you listen to a slayer album and that's no. all like we're gonna yeah. like eat your like, eyes and shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, like there's um, riffs and there's heaviness to this but it's but not it's, it always seems like the intention is beauty mm-hmm. uh uh if that if that makes sense, well, the, and the album title "Koi no Yokan" uh, is translated to "Premonition of Love." Mm-hmm. Oh, so there you go. And All right, Latino is uh, he's a uh, half uh, Chinese, half Latino. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he kind of uses a little bit of. Uh, he's Chinino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> you can always count on me yeah. to take two words and merge them yeah. into one. Yeah. He always used a variety of uh, elements in yeah. his, his differing cultures in the music, which is yeah. super fucking cool, too. Anyway, Sweet. Uh, I think it's a great album. Thanks for listening. Yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. What are you uh, gracing us with this week? Um, this week... <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, out on the weekend. I went out like a person does, and I was uh, talking with my buddy Biggs, and we were talking about the, talking about the '90s. And, oh, geez. And then uh, as the night went on, I just had little different things cycling through my head, and then I remembered something I'd forgotten about for a while. Oh boy! Like you guys listen to it. I've never heard this album. <laughs> oh, jeez. Don't like where this I is wish, going. I wish you could this see could Casey's not. face. <laughs> well, <laughs> both Casey and I are very like this. Only this can only go one way, which yeah, is but... like some fucking stupid, ridiculous piece of shit. Yeah, totally. You guys are gonna listen to America's Least Wanted by Ugly Kid Joe. Oh wow, <laughs> wow! Is that the one that has "I Hate Everything About You" on it? That is the it? one. And neighbor. Uh, What's neighbor? Uh, the second single. 
Oh. Which is like, he's a bad neighbor who's moved in next door. And I believe there's a point where he goes, won't you be my funky neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm excited. That sounds yeah. hilarious. <laughs> That's the best thing I've heard all day. <laughs> won't you be my funky neighbor? <laughs> Oh, sounds that's like the best. Syphil and Ollie, so, yeah, Liam Lynch shit. That's a good joke. Tell me yeah. what that's like. <laughs> Won't you be my fucking neighbor? Won't you be my fucking neighbor? Yeah. I'm going to be doing that all night. Funky neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then the spin doctors move in with their big, fat, funky booty. Have you met my funky neighbor? <laughs> Have you seen his funky booty? <laughs> I smell a mashup. Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, <coughs> I remember when this album came out, because it was what, 93? Two. 92. Mm-hmm. Um, this was right in, in the midst of, you know, the, the I, hate, I, I hate grunge. I hate yeah. that fucking term, but like that whole yep. flannel era. Yeah. I don't know how it got, broke through. Like it was 90, this, it wasn't even 91, it was it 92. Was, we were in it. It yeah. was fucking marketed as such. I know. Like it was marketed as a grunge album. But it's cock rock. It's, it's like fully cock rock. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, cock rock was still going on at that time. Sure. So but I don't know I why. Feel, they, but everything well, else like got shunned. Like yeah. no one gave a fuck about Motley Crue or yeah. Vince Neil's solo album or fucking whatever else. Everyone else was just like, boom, it's fucking over. Yeah. I, I think you know? it's just. I think what why it was so big was like it was just like hillbillies were like oh if this were grunges I like well they were hair metal dressed like grunges yeah Yeah. they wore they had flannel shirts tied around their tattered jeans right and that's you could still play it on the Music Express at the county fair (laughs) and it would make you want to go faster yeah I feel like it's that kind of like uh, I feel like it happened more than than this specific time but I feel like there was a lot of like no we're grunge yeah we're like yeah like to in order to sell records it was like oh you like grunge like Nirvana we'll check these guys. You like well, Pearl yeah. Jam? They got flannels too. Ugly Kid Joe or whatever. And it's like I'm an idiot and I don't know anything. I'll buy it. Like yeah. you know. Yeah. And the thing is, like, it's not like it's not like there was a definable term as to what grunge yeah. or even you know alternative exactly. music was. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you put uh, Alice in Chains aside, Nirvana and aside other. Yeah. Things. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't line up. So no. it, it was almost like some like. Uh, like I'm sure it wasn't the band because yeah. people writing that kind of music probably did not have like like they were marketed as like well let's try yeah. to slip cock rock in with <laughs> yeah. grunge and shit like that and see if that still works yeah. yeah it worked yeah, yeah. it did yeah it big, did big work hit. yeah all right I'm excited to listen to that I guess <laughs> <laughs> oh man um, I'm not excited to listen to it I'm excited to bitch about it yeah, yeah. Uh, all right well well let's get to rolling yeah for next week's film no, roulette. No, no. Casey's worried because the well, loser this, is, this week yeah. is the second Hobbit film, yeah. and uh, yeah, no, for everyone else, like this, will be very successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a big release, but if anyone's surprised that we're maybe picking like a big movie like this for loser, none of us want to sit through three hours of more no, Lord of the Rings. I had enough with the first three movies. Yeah. We've we've we're well and documented. You didn't see the first Hobbit. No, I, yeah, no. I think we've documented. You guys it, did. I saw it. it. Took me a long time to get through it, and I did not like yeah. it. Yeah, no. And we've we've Easy well documented that we don't understand, other than money, why this fucking story has been stretched out to three movies yeah. for yeah. three hours each. Yeah. None it's of fucking us want dumb. to see this. That's why it's no. still a loser. And the winner is winner's choice. There's yeah. a, a couple movies out there. Um, yeah. Philomena's out there. We all, we all there. need some catching up on some things. Oh, yeah, Philomena. Yeah. I want to see Nebraska. Yeah. So, yeah. winner's choice versus The Hobbit. Let's go, Casey. Set us up with a number to beat. All right. <laughs> Casey's rolling. 
I don't know what I'm rooting for more. You to have to go to another Hobbit movie or Dan to I, jump in the middle. I want Dan to show up in the middle of... But, I mean, that that's less exciting because this is a this movie is a complete non-story. Yeah. Um, okay, come on, please. Come on, low, low, low. He has rolled, and it is bouncing. He's rolled a six. Six. Holy <sighs> shit. For a second, I thought it was a four. I was excited. Oh, man. All right. Oh, I'm man. rolling. I am so Here we go. I have rolled a oh. six. This is what happened last time. <laughs> yeah, but if you roll, yeah, and you didn't roll a six last time, so. Greg is rolling. Greg is rolling He's three. Be three. Yeah. And someone's going to see the Hobbit two. Oh, yes, I'm so happy. <laughs> three weeks in a row. Yeah. You Dan Gorman to this thing, my friend. Yeah. Stop Gormaning all over the place. It's fucking hell, man. Awesome. I'm, I'm really so happy, happy. <laughs> that I can go see Philomena. I can go. Yeah. To, yeah. Oh man. I hate everything about you. Uh, <laughs> well, you're my funky neighbor, so yeah, don't worry, funky neighbor. Uh, It'll I think be okay. Joe had a follow-up album. Oh, I'm if there's find something any, so horrible for you to listen to, if there's any movie that is going to be full of fiddly d, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be this one, my friend. Oh uh, yeah, isn't this movie called uh, The Hobbit and the Case of the Fiddly D? <laughs> I don't know why it's a mystery now, but I found uh, something in that cave, fiddly d. <laughs> awesome. I'm I'm thoroughly happy with that. That is the best. <laughs> this is the best news I've gotten on. All that. right. Well, let's move on. What are we doing next? Oh, yeah. Do it a Stringfellow Hawk's Nest? Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Airwolf <laughs> Corner. Greg's yeah. been watching uh, Airwolf I'm through. watching Airwolf for everybody. And um, he's coming back every week with an episode recap. That's right. Well, I yeah. watched two episodes. Okay. Because the first one I watched, I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to talk about here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, because you loved it? Because it was boring? Look, it, it was fine. No, it was kind of boring. And again, I feel like, wow, they're already going like, uh, <laughs> yeah. we don't know what to do. Yeah. Um. So the first episode I watched is, uh, where are we? It's it, uh, The story takes place in Africa. And I like the globetrotting nature of this show. Yeah. Now, again, none of these episodes are boring. I have fun watching them because the score is a lot of fun. And, you know, it's String Pillow Hawk and yeah. cheesy dialogue. So... Uh, this guy that uh, used to pilot with Stringfellow Hawk, he, used to, like, he was a commanding offer, uh, officer or something like that, who was thought to be dead in the Vietnam War, um, just recreated himself. He like went, his brother. Like, similar to his That's why Stringfellow Hawk goes and takes this job, because he's like, if anybody knows where Sinjin is. Right. St. John. Can we can we just start calling him Sinbad? <laughs> can that be a thing? Um, he's like, this guy will know, so I'll go take this job. Because this guy, after he was presumed dead in Vietnam basically became a mercenary and he's an expert pilot and he has like these you know he's got a, a fleet of helicopters that he will you know go and do whatever because helicopters are the only means of warfare in airwolf okay if you've got helicopters <laughs> yeah. you, you, you own win the world <laughs> so uh and then string hawk then goes and like I, he, I don't even remember what the political angle is in this episode i'll just go through the emotional okay journey for hawk he goes out there and pretends that he wants to join up with this guy but the guy's like i know you you don't this isn't what you want and he's really trying to think hawk's really trying to get info about sinjin out of him but he's like you know what i i went down in one area uh, of vietnam he's somewhere else i don't know what happened to him like honestly i, w- I wish i could tell you but my my you know i was fighting for my life for a couple of years there yeah uh. 
And he's like, oh, bummer. And then, but what this guy likes to do is he's a really cocky pilot and he'll have like a whole fleet of his helicopters out there. Then he'll be like, hang back, I got this. And then he goes solo at people. He likes to have a dog fight. Right. So, of course, he winds up having a dog fight with Stringfellow Hawk yeah. and Airwolf, which he loses. And uh, as he's going down, because Airwolf shoots him down, he's, he's about to crash into a mountain. And like they, they have a friendship, which was actually kind of well portrayed in this. And then, but Dazzy's about to hit the mountain. He's like, you know what the crazy part of this is? I know where Sinjin is. And he explodes. What? Wow. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I was like, wow, right on, man. Yeah. The episode brought me back. But that's about it that really happened in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the episode ends on a freeze frame of Stringfellow Hawk, as every single one does. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, I don't know. that Because that's all there is really to say about yeah. that episode. But so I'm like, yeah, they're really pushing this Sinjin thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> before, before we start the second uh, yeah. episode... Um, this is just something kind of popped into my head. Does uh, Jan Michael Vincent play the cello, or is he pretending to play the cello? I'm pretty sure he's pretending. Okay, okay. like they never show, they they won't show um, both hands at work. Yeah, on right. the cello, right? Because yeah. yeah, I think he's just like going through it, and like yeah. you know, or they'll cut real quick so you can't tell that his finger work doesn't match what you're listening yeah, to. Yeah, and it's the '80s, and everyone's like, no one's gonna give a fuck anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then the next one, now this episode is a little more fun. It's called The Mind of the Machine, and uh, it's uh, David Carradine's in it. Sweet. And David Carradine plays this guy who had helped develop Airwolf, um, and he really wanted to be the pilot for it. So they're like, uh, they bring Airwolf in against Stringfellow Hawk's desires, but they're like, look, if something happens to you, or eventually when you get old, like we need someone who knows how to fly this fucking thing. You're the only human being who can fly it. Right. Because uh, it's that hard. And so they have him flying in a uh, simulator that mm-hmm. uh, David Carradine's made, and he's making him do it over and over, and he's like, this isn't like Airwolf. <laughs> this isn't like Airwolf. <laughs> Doesn't want to do it. No. but And then they're like, uh, but they're, they're like, and your test scores aren't very good. He's like, whatever. I'm the best. <laughs> and he gets all like uppity good about point. it. Yeah. And so they make him bring in actual Airwolf so he can do like automated. And this is where like we don't have any ideas. Let's yeah. just show up the helicopter and like go fly through this. No, shoot that thing. Yeah. And it's just like a whole bunch, just Airwolf doing tests. Yeah. yeah. It's just for a, way for a there half to an hour of this 45 minute episode. <laughs> But then, but then it turns out David Carradine's assistant that he's also romantically linked with, she's actually trying to steal Airwolf for this terrorist organization. Oh no! And uh, she's got <laughs> oh, one no. plan to do it, and it just doesn't work out. I'm like, that was a terrible plan. Yeah. And uh, but then they find out that Airwolf is sort of alive, basically, like in oh, that shit. it has memory and can do whatever, and it has a memory of every battle it's been in, but also how to. It has how-tos on how to repair itself in its computer database. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Because they have, and like this is where, this is 1984, and they're like, computers, yeah, they can do everything. Yeah. Don't oh, worry. okay. Don't okay, worry so- about it. Like in the simulators that are going on, they have a screen that shows, like they're in like little pods, like a video game, mm-hmm. it, like exactly like a video game, a flight simulator. Yeah. But what's shown on the screen is like their computer rendering of what is happening, and it's just filmed footage of Airwolf flying around. I'm like, and they're like, yeah, see, the computer's really good, eh? I'm like, well, come on, fuck off, man. <laughs> yeah. Now in 2013, yeah. still not there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyone that was watching that that, like, had a computer, like, looked over and saw, or whatever, yeah, like, like, had, huh. like, an Atari, looked over and saw God, Atari playing Battlezone, no was like, no. <laughs> That's just, they just have green lines on and computers. And this was great. They're, uh, so they're running the simulator, and they're showing it off to uh, Dominic, and they're like, see, pretty good, eh? And they're like, and we have all kinds of... 
uh, of uh, vehicles in here that you can simulate. And he's like, oh, really? Like what? And she's like, shows him. Uh, he's like, about this helicopter. She names a helicopter. And then it cuts to just footage of a helicopter flying. Yeah. And she's like, here's one of these. And he's like, oh, wow, that'd be fun. And then it explodes. And she's like, and that's how it be like that. And it blows up. Like, like that's your thing is like you can simulate Big dying in a helicopter. <laughs> It's really weird. It was the the explosion was just and it just blows up in the air. It doesn't hit something. It isn't shot down. It's just like and here's the uh, you know explosion X fourteen uh, snake or whatever, and that's how it explodes. <laughs> oh my god! It exploded. Yeah, it's supposed to. Yeah. That's what um, that one does. So they so they're able to. David Carradine is duped into pulling out all the uh, how to make an airwolf airwolf memory files out of airwolf, and then they have it on these tapes, and uh, so they can go make their own airwolf. And so she takes off with it. David Carradine gets shot in the stomach. And, like, he really wants to go head-to-head with Stringfellow Hawk because he feels like he was the one who was supposed to pilot right. Airwolf. And they have a, they start squaring off in a simulator, but they have to stop because someone's trying to steal Airwolf and blah, blah, blah. And then so he gets shot in the stomach, and uh, she takes off with the files and is flying in a super helicopter. And uh, she's able to shut down Airwolf's defenses because she's got all this computer or whatever. And then they just turn Airwolf off from being a computer and just fly it like a helicopter and blow them up. Right. <laughs> but they're, they're trying to fly uh, David Carradine to a hospital at the end of the episode, and he's never been in Airwolf in flight. So he's just like, oh, man. You know, like at the end of – World according to Garp, I'm yeah, flying. I'm flying. He's just like in wonderment, and, and then he's and Stringfellow Hawk's like, take the controls, take the controls, and he does. And Stringfellow's like, and it's you, you're flying it. I'm not doing anything. And he's just and Dave Kerrigan's like, oh, I'm flying it, I'm flying it, and dies. Awesome, yeah. And Damn. then it cuts over to Stringfellow Hawk, who's just like staring at the dead body, and then just takes back controls, freeze frame, and I'm like. God damn it, I love this show. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds kind of all right. Pretty yeah. good, man. Uh, you know. Again, like they they're really stretching these episodes out. Like, stick the helicopter anymore. We don't know what the fuck. We're out of ideas at episode eleven. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. That's what happened. They've changed the uh, uh, the opening. You know, like Straight yeah. Fella Hawk is yeah. thirty four, and they, they've taken out. The, <laughs> well, he's thirty five now. They, so. <laughs> they've yeah. taken out the he's sensitive part. Oh yeah, like, he's a recluse. Oh, because uh, of his brother going missing. <laughs> He's not like sensitive that. anymore. He's yeah. over the, his yeah. sensitive I period. Guess they is over. How silly that was. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that is that. Sweet. Yep. Tune All in right. next week for more. Yeah, more more next. Airwolf Corner. Mm-hmm. Um, sweet. Well, then I guess we will get into serial swap hero serial swap. swap hero cage. <laughs> We, we added an extra swap <laughs> since last week. Yeah. Uh, so we've been running through serial mascots and pitting them against each other in a fight to the death in Thunderdome, yep. much as we did for an entire year with action heroes. Yep. If yep. you listen, if you're a longtime listener. So yep. what uh, what fight are we doing today? Today we've got the Raisin Brand Sun. Yes. <laughs> yes, I recall. We talked a little bit about this. Yeah. <laughs> Versus the Mini Wheats guy. Yeah. 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 Versus a pile of melted wheat. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we take out? Should we take the power of being a sun that if he's anywhere near it, it explodes the wheat? Like, um, how is this going to be a? We're going to have to, yeah. Because because if if he's a sun, he, and yeah, he, but he's not the sun. Yeah, he's the raisin. So let's say that sun. he has like and based can, based on what he's pouring out of his little scoops, which are raisins. Yeah, he's are, about the size of a cereal box. Okay. Yeah, because they're He's normal size raisins. No. Yeah. So let's say he is the But he is in the sky though, isn't he? Like like yeah, in he's the... up in the sky, but I mean those raisins aren't the sizes of Volvos like that Family well, Guy episode. I, right. <laughs> oh, is that a joke on Family Guy? I was yeah. gonna say I like to imagine him pouring raisins out and people on the ground. Like, ah! <laughs> yeah. 
Well, fuck um, you, Family Guy. Yeah. I don't think it's funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> happens for me. Like, I'll hear a joke or something like that, and then I'll hear it's Family Guy, and I'll be like, oh, that's not funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was in the first season when I still had time for that joke. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, the, yeah, the first season was pretty funny. There's a couple yeah. of jokes in there. Um, yeah. yeah, so let's say that he has control over some kind of, like, heat like as as a ball as the sun yeah. a small yeah. sun he has some sort of built-in weapon right. as a an ability to shoot heat or get hot like he can control some sort of heat mm-hmm. yeah um, and the mini wheat just dances around and has a sweet side yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just sweet side. part of him is delicious yeah yeah um, okay, his well, his special ability is getting fairly soggy in milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like and very quickly. <laughs> okay, this is a weird one. Uh, all right, so let's see what kind of weapons we. All got right, here. we're gonna roll the dice. Uh, Raisin Brand Son has, I got a six. He's got the chainsaw. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> Mini weeds. He's a son with a chainsaw. Son with a chainsaw. Mini weeds. Mini wheat is gonna have three. Let me check what that is. Sorry, I need my list here. Ugh. I don't have it memorized. Ugh. He's got the bat with spikes. In okay. It. Yeah. Uh, are, are we assuming? Yeah, well, it's it's a bat with spikes in it, so it's a wooden bat, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I'm assuming if the if the sun can control some sort of heat based activity, like get himself hot, he can just get hot and burn that thing. Down. Oh yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, if you hit a sun with a bat, it just goes through it and he, then burns up. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be very difficult. <laughs> I know this I've tried fella. to hit the sun with a bat. <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid and that Mario sun kept fucking me up in World 2, I was like, I'm going outside with a bat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take care of this once and for all. That sunglasses wearing bastard has had enough <laughs> time in the sky. Yeah. How can he be cool and hot at yeah. the same time? So... How do we see this happening? I don't know. I see. I see. Like they're both very. They're both fairly happy characters. I don't see either of them kind of like coming out of the gates. No. You no. Know, I feel like maybe. No, Mini Wheat. If anything, Mini Wheats is gonna cower. Like I think he's like like out of his mind. I think he's like delusionally happy. He's just like Mini Wheats and rah da da. Well, yeah, because he's always <laughs> singing little songs yeah, and apparently yeah. sounding like Ethel Merman while he's doing it. <laughs> Mini Wheats. <laughs> Uh, but so I don't think he's aware of any danger. No. Really, he's got I, his bat, and yeah. he'll just like happily smile as he swings it at people. He's probably like happy about seeing the sun and wants to like go over to it and see yeah. what's up. Yeah. Like, what's going on over here? Right. <laughs> right. Hello, Master Sun. Yeah. Did you see my delicious back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but like want a lick on my back? <laughs> I feel like it's I feel like it's over before it begins because I feel like it is too, and that's why there's something that I warned you guys that I might do. The audience doesn't know that I'm going to do, but I'm going to do it right now. I don't know if this is the right sound. Let's see what happens. A third competitor unannounced is coming into oh, the ring. Oh, shit. Who is not a serial mascot, but is of the same world. Kool-Aid Man. Oh, yeah. Kool-Aid Man oh, is in the ring. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that... It, now, um, I don't know who's allegiance the he's got, but yeah. he's getting there to fuck shit up. That's the thing. I mean, well, if... If Kool-Aid Man comes in, there's no problem. The sun is quite easily beat because he's full of liquid. That's what I was about to say. He jumps up and dumps himself all over it. Uh All he has to do is dump like half of himself. And he still has like half a pitcher of delicious goodness inside him. Yeah. And then lands down, picks up Mini Wheat, and dunks him in his own liquid. (laughs) And just (laughs) shoves him inside of himself. (laughs) Drowns him. Just fucking. He picks him up and just. And Mini Wheat's like, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Well, now that becomes a problem of now the the Kool Aid guy. Okay, so well then the Kool Aid guy just like bounds through another wall, and then we're and left with two losers. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if the if the Kool Aid guy is able to to come in, you know, mid mid round, like I mean, he can still be a victor, right? Or is he so. just more of a I think, I just think shows up to help? In watching wrestling, which I did at one point, when yeah. the unannounced person comes into the ring, they will, and everyone's like, who's he going to side with? And yeah. he'll, help, he'll help somebody win. Right. Okay. So he's there to help someone win. Damn it. Okay, so <laughs> he either he... easily kill both of these guys. Yeah, either he the extinguishes liquid, the sun or, or he makes... the mini-wheat man. <laughs> mini-wheat guy as a soggy mess. Yeah. Like a pile of soggy like bullshit. For some reason, the size thing, like him and the sun are probably comparable. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some sort of allegiance there where he's like, hey, buddy, I'll keep oh, your see, back. Now I, think I don't think there's a Kool-Aid, size thing. No? Kool-Aid man is like Huge. bigger than a human. Okay, and this guy, and, the, and we've established the sun is like sun a is. basketball. Okay. And, and and I feel like the Kool-Aid guy would side with the little guy anyway. And, and, which he does, and he he's always there nice. to beat the hot sun in those yeah. Kool-Aid commercials. Yeah, so yeah. he immediately has an enemy in yeah, the sun. Right. You know what? He's like, I've been looking for you, motherfucker! Yeah. <laughs> you changed my mind. I think... <laughs> you guys have been in my mind. Yeah. I yep. think that's what happened. Yeah, I think he, I think he, in one quick motion, as we mentioned, I think he jumps into the ring onto a bungee... Uh, on one of the cords. One of the cords yeah. right up into the sun. Yeah. Just kind of like shoots himself at it and like catches him. With yeah, him that's yeah. that's kind of how I picture it, right? Like because he's the top of the guy is open, just yeah. a wide open pitcher. <laughs> yeah. So he like kind of slam Does, like, dunks a front the, flip. Yeah. yeah, slam dunks the sun into his, yeah. the top of his head, I guess. Does a sweet flip, lands <laughs> yeah. on the ground and pours yeah. uh, mini weed, a little glass of Yeah, just like a little juice, yeah. glass of now superheated yep. Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. Kool-Aid. And he goes, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that how he said it? I feel like we're sounding like Macho Man here. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I want to crack the cardboard. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel like he did sound a lot like yeah. uh, uh, Randy yeah, Macho Man's yeah, Revenge. It's all coming together. Sweet mini wheats. Yeah, mini wheats. Before he, yeah. He, so he gives mini wheats the win, but I think before he exits the uh, the arena, just to show that he's not really on anyone's yeah. side, he gives him a stone cold stunner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kaboom. You win, but you're gonna hurt. Yeah, yeah. Like I myself want the mini wheats guy to know that he fucking got lucky this yeah, time. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, like. Stone Cold, Stone Cold Stunner before So many mascots could just, like, step on the mini wheat with the heel of their shoe and yeah. fuck him up. Yeah. So, I don't know. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. No, he'll go down. I have yeah. no I have no doubt. Okay. Mini wheat's guy. All yeah, right. To round two. Next week is the last fight of round one. Awesome. Um, We're going to have a uh, round one victor, or? Uh, no, they'll just go oh, to yeah, round yeah, two. The rest we'll will go to round two. We'll work our way down like we did with Hero Swamp. Um. So next week, the <laughs> next week is Fruit Brute, yeah, versus the Cornflakes Rooster. Sweet. <laughs> oh I, no! I've still got some Fruit Brute, so I'm gonna go home and eat a bunch of it. <laughs> see what's see up. If it inspires you. See what's up with Fruit Brute. No. <laughs> All right, we got a werewolf versus a rooster. Yeah. <laughs> so it's almost like uh, Looney Tunes: the wolf and the uh, rooster. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> the rooster was wily, so yeah, maybe yeah. that's a thing. Maybe. <laughs> uh, right. Awesome. That's going to be a good one. That's all yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Well, yeah, uh, if you'd like more of us, go to facebook.com slash synwpc. Yep. Go to Twitter and follow us at synwpc. Uh, tell us what you thought of Out of the Furnace on both of those. Or mm-hmm. Into the Furnace. Yeah, or... <laughs> 
<laughs> in the furnace's so vicinity. I don't about it. <laughs> I am the worst. <laughs> I was like, I wrote it down. I don't know. <laughs> I could be wrong. I've been an idiot multiple times on this show. So, uh, but yeah. So go check us out on there. Let us know what you thought of those films. If you've seen Bounty Hunter, hit us up. Uh, go to iTunes and give us a review if you'd like. Let us know what you think. Those help a lot. And yeah. uh, also go to modernsperior.com. You can see my review of Crash Reel up there right now. We've got lots of other stuff, Coen Brothers content. Uh, you can listen to our other shows, Time Bandits, our episode with Robert Laron from Rewatchabilities up there. Mm-hmm. You can uh, listen to some Faculty of Horror and more. Yeah. Do all these things, do people. It. Do them. Yep. You made it this far <laughs> into the episode. You should uh, go do all those things. <laughs> so... <laughs> That is it, and we will see you next Wednesday. Okay. And as always, just go and save Haven. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.